happy children. And uh, we're going to be doing that as a whole family together. The children will stay up for that. And then uh, we're going to carry on worshipping. And then Chris is going to be preaching to us a little later. So we've got lots to look forward to. Most importantly, God is here with us. And he's wanting to speak. And he's wanting to encourage us. Why don't you just turn to the person next to you and say, God wants to speak to you. It's good news, isn't it? God wants to speak to us. Let's stand to our feet. Let's just fix our hearts and our minds on our King Jesus. Lord, we love you. We worship you. We thank you for a new day, a new day of your mercy, a new day of your grace, a new day of your great love upon us. And we pray, Lord God, that as we gather together this morning, we pray that we'd know your presence, that we'd know and hear your voice, and that we'd respond to you in faith. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Morning, everybody. My name's Katie. If you don't know me, I'm part of the worship team here. Uh, We are going to start by giving thanks to the Lord, our God and King, because his love endures forever.
we're going to sing uh, All My Life, All I Know. It's a new song that was introduced to you last week. Um, Jules is going to be doing some actions just over here on the side of the stage. If there are any children and young people that want to come down and join in, um, or adults, if you fancy coming and doing some actions with Jules, then you are very welcome to come and do that. Charlie, could you give me a Is note? It, this was despite thinking about this carefully. Earlier, yeah, we did. It? We planned it really well. I'm very sorry. We're going to start again. Praise God. Let's take our seats for a moment. Love that song. Wonderful. Well, this is a really exciting morning for us uh, as we are gathering together to celebrate and give thanks for three 
children this morning. And whether you're friends or family uh, of the Philippots or Maguazas or a part of Harvest Church, or whether you're just visiting us this morning, you have picked a great morning to be amongst us uh, as we give thanks to these three precious children. Gifts from the Lord. Psalm 139 verses 13 to 14 says, For you created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works, O God, are wonderful. I know that full well. Each child born is never a surprise to God. He takes great joy in forming each of us. Each new baby, amazingly, uniquely created by God with personality and with individual design. And so this morning, it's a great privilege for us to look at the children that God has given us amongst us and recognize these children are beautifully made by God in his great plans and love. When we give thanks for a child, the parents are therefore, they're giving thanks for their birth and life as a gift from God. And they're acknowledging God has trusted, has entrusted this precious life to them. And that God is able to look after both the child and them as parents in this season. As parents, we also have to respond to the gift of the child that God has given us by looking to do four things. Firstly, to nurture our child, keeping them so far as you're able from anything likely to harm them. Secondly, to teach our child the good news of Jesus and to model to them and encourage them to have a personal relationship with him. Thirdly, to train, support and encourage our child in living out their faith. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, start children off on the way they should go and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And fourthly, we want to show God's unconditional love to our children at all times. So as a parent, a child thanksgiving is an opportunity to express our uh, gratitude to God and it also express our desire to love our children in this way. What we're doing this morning isn't making a child a Christian. No one is born a Christian. To be a Christian is to love and follow and submit to Christ, to Jesus. To, it's a, to be a personal choice for each of us, including this morning, Hosanna, Gabriel, and Reuben. It's going to be their personal choice in their life. But we do celebrate a person's decision to follow Christ through believers' baptism. And actually, on Easter Sunday, in a few weeks' time, we're going to be baptizing a number of people amongst us. It's going to be a really exciting morning, and uh, all are welcome to attend. And if you're interested in baptism, please come and speak to myself or one of the elders afterwards. We're now going to pray for these three special children and ask God to bless them. And as we do so, I want to encourage each of us to actively be praying, saying, God, what do you want to speak to these children and parents about? And if you have words or you have encouragement for them, we've got some cards over on the tables on my left and your right, uh, that you can sign in and kind of share messages and encouragement, uh, or you can speak to the parents themselves. Can I ask the two families to come up? We've got Vuyo and Hosanna around. 
and then excellent Samuel and Sabrina and Reuben and Gabriel. Wonderful. Up you come. Great. So, do you want to introduce your family? Is that all right? Good morning. So, this is uh, Sabrina, my wife. Gabriel, who is uh, four years old. And Ruben, seven months old now. I'm Vuyo, and this is Osana, who's five years old now. Wonderful. So we're going to start with a question for the parents. This is a serious moment. This is a big commitment. And so Vuyo and Samuel and Sabrina, are you standing here today saying that with the help of God, you will look to nurture, teach, encourage, and love your children to the best of your ability in these ways. Yes? Excellent. As a church family here at Harvest Church, we are not only witnesses to this Thanksgiving, but are also participants in it. Whether we are married, single, parents or grandparents, young or old, it is our responsibility as those who are part of Harvest Church, to support this, these families, whether in offering prayer, service, love, wisdom, help, or consolation. Through ups and downs, we are called to strengthen and to love these families and their children. And so I'd like to ask you, if you're willing to do this, please stand. It always gets me. This is a church thing together, isn't it? It's a family thing together. I'm going to pray. Father God, we thank you for the gift of Hosanna. We thank you for the gift of Gabriel. And we thank you for the gift of Reuben. We want to ask you to help sustain and strengthen them. We pray that they may grow to know, love, and follow Jesus. We want to pray for Vuyo and for Samuel and Sabrina that you give them the wisdom to parent well, to know grace for each moment, and to know your Holy Spirit's presence. And just as Jesus did, we bless Hosanna and we say, God, would you do amazing things in her life? We thank you for her name. That means to give praise and to know joy. And we pray that Hosanna would know great joy in her life. We pray that she would give you praise throughout her life. We pray for Gabriel, who's running away from me. We pray that he would be, as his name means, man of God. We pray that he would be a man of God, a young man who grows to know you, to love you. Bless him, we pray, in Jesus' name. Pray for Reuben, which means behold a son. And we pray, Lord God, that he would behold your great son. We pray that you would bless him, that he would be, a, again, a young man who lives and follows you. Bless him, we pray, in Jesus' name. 
I'm going to encourage us now as a whole church to reach out your hands and pray your blessing on both these children and parents. Can we lift our voices and do that? And then Juliana is going to come and pray for them. Let's lift our voices together. Father, we thank you for this moment, God, this chance to stop and give thanks for these children, God, for Hosanna and for Gabriel and for Reuben and for their lives, God, for how you've had your hand on them up to this point, God, and we do pray that you would continue to be near to them, that you would empower their parents to um, raise them, to know you, to um, model what it looks like to walk with Jesus, and we pray for grace upon grace when they mess up and get it wrong, and for um, just the ability to model what it looks like um, to receive forgiveness through your spirit, God. And um, we do pray um, that they would come to faith one day, God, that they would make the choice to follow you one day, and um, that they would know great power um, in you, God. And um, we're so grateful for the gift of children. We're so grateful um, that our family gets to receive them and that our church gets to support and love on them. And I pray that we would do that, God, that we would um, we would support and help and model what it looks like to walk with Jesus. We love you and we thank you, um, yeah, for, for the opportunity to stop and give thanks. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Vuyo, Samuel, and Sabrina, we want you to know that we love you guys. And we are here as a church to support you and to build you up and to encourage you as parents. And Hosanna, Gabriel, and Reuben, we want you to know that we love you as well. And we want to do our best to point you towards Jesus and all that he means to us, that you would know him as your personal savior as well. Can we give God thanks for these children and, and welcome them into our family? <laughs> Wonderful. Just as we were praying there, I just had a, a picture as we were praying. And it, it really encouraged me. And I wanted just to encourage the children and parents uh, today. So there was a cloud that God was, had a cloud in his hand. And there was rain pouring from the cloud. But it wasn't spreading out. It was pouring down on each of them as individuals. Because God is just saying he wants to bless them as individuals. Pour out his love on them as individuals. So that they can actually grow in him. Because, you know, rain produces growth, and God wants to see them grow in him as his children. Brilliant. Thanks, Rob. Wonderful. You can go grab a seat again. Thank you so much. We're going to pray as well for our children and for all of our parents that are gathered as well. And uh, the band are going to come up and get ready to lead us in worship. So just as you've taken a seat, I'm going to ask you to stand again. If you're near a child or a parent that you know is, is here, why don't you just put your hand on them uh, with their parents' permission and pray for them. We're going to pray for all of our children and parents. Let's stand together. God, we pray 
for our children and parents, Lord God. We thank you for our children, Lord God. We thank you for the each individual design and gift that they are to us. We want to pray your blessing upon them. We pray as they go downstairs in just one minute, Lord God, we ask that you would bless them that you would meet with them this morning. Thank you for our parents, God. We pray give them wisdom, give them patience, give them great grace for every season of life. And we ask, Lord God, that our families in this church would flourish uh, for your glory and your honor. Pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's time for our children to head downstairs. If you're a guest or visitor, follow the crowd through these doors, and there'll be signs up on the doors uh, to know which age group goes where. But have a great morning children. Katie's going to lead us in worship now. Thank you, Nathan.
Jesus bled and suffered for my pardon, and he was raised to overthrow the grave. To this power, my sin has been defeated. Jesus now and ever is my plea. Oh, the chains are released. I can sing. I am free and not I, but through Christ in me. With every breath, I long to follow Jesus, for he has said that he will bring me home, and day by hope is only Jesus. Jesus now and ever is my plea. Jesus, you are our hope. Our hope is in you. Jesus, we love you. We come to worship you this morning. Why don't you where you are Give thanks to Jesus for the hope that he is, for the goodness that he is.
sing your name. Your name is like honey on my lips. Your spirit like water to my soul. Your word is a lamp unto that your word is a lamp unto my feet God does indeed direct us and I, I just had a sense I was uh, worshipping at the back that uh, I was reminded yesterday morning um, or yesterday I saw on the news that there are people in Norfolk uh, on the coast whose houses are falling into the sea because they've so close to the sand dunes and uh, you know it showed obviously a very sad story but it also showed pictures of some folk who had put big rocks around the base of the dunes to try and hold the sea back. Um, and I had a, a sense that there, may, there are folk here, maybe, different areas of your life. It may be a ministry, it may be work, could be something completely different. But uh, it's on the edge of, and it's, you think, oh, it's going to collapse. And you're desperately trying to shore it up and hold on to it because you think it's the right thing to do. But I, I just feel that... Uh, there's something in God there that actually he wants you to let go of it, that he wants to guide you in a different route and that what he has for you is so much greater, so much more wonderful than what you have at the moment, not on the edge, not about to fall over, but something sturdy and on a firm foundation. So I just, that may be for you and you may be you know, struggling with something at the moment. Um, I just want to pray and then we're going to carry on. Uh, we're going to sing another song. Lord, we thank you that you guide our paths. As we put our trust in you, as we depend upon you, you will not let us down. You will not forsake us. You will guide us uh, into good things. There may be dark times, but actually you are always with us. And I pray, Lord, there will be a real sense of trusting you, where people have maybe uh, got something in their life that they're unsure of. They're trying to hold on to it. But maybe you're saying to them, let go, let it collapse, because I've got something so much better for you. Help them, Lord, to, to make that decision, to trust you, to hear a clear leading of your spirit in this. Amen. If you're willing and able, would you like to stand again? We're going to sing worthy of every song we could ever sing.
to Chris, who's going to speak to us this morning. Good morning. Actually, before we, before we move on, uh, can I just say thank you uh, to, to Katie uh, and to the team for leading us in our worship this morning. You know, thank you. Uh, they're all disappearing. <laughs> uh, Nadia and, and Charlie... 
Thank you, uh, Graham and Pete. Thank you, Reese. Thank you, Jason. Uh, and I also want to say thank you to Sarah at the back for making sure we've got the right words up at the right time. And thank you for Gordon for mixing all that sound together. You know, I want to thank you guys because you're down here at half past eight on a Sunday morning setting up. Thank you that you're preparing during the week. Thank you that you're seeking the heart of God for our worship and being sensitive to him as we go through our time together. So thank you. Thank you again for enriching us, serving us in our worship and our focus on God. Uh, I was going to suggest we gave them a round of applause, but they've, uh, they've, they've, they've disappeared. <laughs> in 1991, uh, my brother went from England to work in Pakistan, where he and his family then lived for about 20 years. Uh, now, in the 1990s, we didn't have the ubiquity of email, WhatsApp, social media. Uh, we didn't have mobile phones. Uh, indeed, in my brother's circumstances, we didn't even have the ability to make telephone calls with him without planning ahead and him first going down to the local telephone office in Karachi and booking a fixed duration call. And what we did have were letters, um, letters sent by airmail. And at the post office, it was possible for me to go and buy something called an aerogram. Uh, this was a, a single sheet of thin, lightweight paper that was uh, pre-printed with, with postage paid. Some of you might remember these. Once I'd written my letter across two-thirds of this sheet of paper, I could, I could fold it into three, lick the gummed tabs at the edge, and fold them over to conceal what I'd written inside. I could write an address on it, post it, and in a week or ten days, it would arrive with my brother. Now, with no other practical means of being in touch with him, you know, the content of each aerogram was really precious. The space was limited. And when I wrote, and as I got closer to the end, and I was running out of paper, my, my, my words, uh, my writing became smaller. My words would, would, become close, would come closer together. They'd become more succinct. The statements became shorter and, and focused. I wanted to make sure that I'd got all the important stuff in that letter before I ran out of space. So in the New Testament, whenever I read the letter which Paul wrote to the Christians in Thessalonica, I can detect the same pressures on him since a sheet of papyrus is limited in size. In this letter, uh, Paul has already told them that he thanks God again and again for them. He recalls good memories of the time they've been together and expresses how grateful he is to God for what God's been doing amongst them and for them. Uh, but the problem is now he's almost out of space. And there's some things he really doesn't want to leave out, so he has to be very succinct. Facing the frustration of running out of papyrus, there's no elaboration, no wordy doctrine, no long sentences. 
Paul gets right to the point. Just listen to this as he concludes his letter. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And today I want to focus on just five words. Give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, And how special today that we could join with Samuel and Sabrina uh, and their friends and family to celebrate and give thanks for Reuben and Gabrielle. And for Voyu to give thanks for Hosanna. It's easier to be thankful about good things, isn't it? To be thankful to friends for their kindnesses, to thank God for blessings, to be thankful for undeserved favours, for mercy and forgiveness received when actually really we should bear the consequences of our behaviours. And yet Paul writes, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, by the time Paul wrote this letter, which is one of the first letters that he wrote to the early churches, he had already faced hostility, imprisonment, and beatings. And later on, he writes to the Corinthian church, and he says, Five times I received 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, bandits, my fellow Jews, Gentiles. I've been in danger in the city, the country, at sea, and from false believers. I've labored and toiled and often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. So when he says, give thanks in all circumstances, Paul wasn't denying the events and situations that he faced. He wasn't pretending that there isn't pain and difficulty or disappointment and discouragement in life. Yet despite experiencing that, he writes, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. So, why should we be thankful? Well, uh, here are three reasons. Uh, Firstly, thankfulness can have a transforming effect. Secondly, thankfulness flows from our identity and security as a child of God. And thirdly, because Jesus, even though he's the son of God, was thankful in all circumstances. Thankfulness, like praise and worship, can have a transforming effect. You see, genuine thanks affect both the giver and the receiver. To the recipient, thanks say, you're acknowledged and recognized. You're appreciated and valued. I want to affirm you. 
to the giver, thanks say, actually, I'm not self-sufficient. I'm not the center of everything. It's not all about me. I've been enriched in some way by you. So thanks acknowledge an indebtedness. Thanks recognize dependency. In another letter, uh, this time to the Christians in Rome, um, Paul urges his readers, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he goes on to say, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So, let's be transformed in this way. Thanksgiving to God is an integral part of our worship and praise of him. It recognizes who he is and what he's done, and it acknowledges my need for him and my dependence on him. And equally, when I'm thanked by others, it's both affirming and heartening, and I'm strengthened. I'm sure you're aware our theme this term is walking with God. That's not just in special times of worship, not just when we're gathered together or in celebrations. It's at all times and in all places. That is in the routine, the familiar, the everyday lives we live. That is when we're with others and when we're on our own. That is in the homes and the workplaces and the schools and the high streets where we find ourselves. It's in all situations we face. And it's in these circumstances that we're encouraged to be thankful. Secondly, thankfulness flows from our identity and security as a child of God. Three weeks ago, Rob was talking about identity, who we are. His talk is on our website, if you want to hear it. Our identity is where we feel secure. As children of God, our security is in the hands of our loving Father God. We're valued by him. So we don't have to prove ourselves. We don't need to be better than those around us or somehow put others down in order to stand out and win his favour. Our identity is as a loved child of God because God says so. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. And in John's Gospel we read, To all who received Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So just in case we're the slightest bit concerned that by building up others, we might somehow lose our own status or drop down some pecking order, be assured, we don't. By thanking and affirming others, 
We don't diminish our own identity. Our identity is secure and wrapped up in Christ. We're children of God. And that's why here at Harvest Church, one of the five characteristics of uh, the culture that we aim for is thankfulness. Five characteristics are over on the board over there. To be genuine, generous, courageous, safe, and thankful. As the saying goes, to have an attitude of gratitude. And then thirdly, Jesus, even though he was the son of God, was thankful in all circumstances. Jesus gave thanks. We see this, for example, uh, when Jesus thanked his father God uh, for the food before distributing it to feed the 5,000. And again later when he fed 4,000. We see it at the Last Supper as Jesus celebrated the Passover meal with his disciples. Jesus knew the significance of this meal that they were sharing together before he willingly gave up his life to die on the cross for them. Yet Jesus similarly thanked his Father God for the bread and the cup, knowing that it was the cup of suffering that he was taking. Jesus chose to be thankful for the miraculous multiplication of bread and fish to feed the crowds, as well as in the midst of suffering and surrendering his life to die an undeserved death on the cross on behalf of you and me. Paul chose to be thankful in all circumstances as he delighted in the positive news of the Thessalonian Christians, as well as in the midst of being shipwrecked. Uh, and so we can choose our attitude. We don't have to be molded by the world around us, by social trends or by what others think. We also can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We can choose to be thankful. And what we sow, we will reap. What comes out of the heart reflects what's within. And our hearts are influenced by what we look at, by what we listen to what we dwell upon. Which is why elsewhere, Paul goes on to say, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, whatever is lovely or admirable, if anything's excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Let's choose an attitude of gratitude. Let's practice this enriching behavior. Let's train our way of thinking. Let's cultivate a good habit of thankfulness. And God will help us too by his Holy Spirit. So to recap, we're urged to be thankful because it can have a transforming effect, because it flows freely from our identity and as a child of God, and because Jesus was thankful. Supremely, the, the depth of God's love for each of us causes a thankful response to, to well up within us. That's worship. 
God has shown us his love. He's offered us his mercy. He's secured for us his forgiveness. He's extended to us his acceptance. He's promised us his hope. He's given us his peace. He's died for us in his son, Jesus. You may be very familiar with this and have known this for years. If so, reflect on it once more and be thankful again. Maybe you're not familiar with this love and forgiveness and embracing care of God who is our Father. And we'd really love you to know that identity as a child of God. And we'd be very pleased to help you to explore that. If you'd like to, please come and have a chat with Nathan or with me. Uh, But I'm running out of time. There's much more that could be said. Let me finish with these final important words. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Wonderful. Thank you, Chris. Why don't we stand to our feet? We're going to respond in worship and come into our mighty God and give him thanks. Maybe as you've heard that message this morning, you're just wanting to come before God and say, Lord, would you help me? Help me to respond in thankfulness in all situations, in all circumstances. As we sing this song, you can pour that out to God and say, help me, Lord. Maybe there's things in your life which you're struggling with right now that you want to actually pull back in praise and say, God, I know this is going on, but I want to say thank you for your everlasting love. We're going to respond in worship. Let's do that together.
just a couple of things for us to be aware of, as maybe just as we want to respond. Firstly, we have some thank you cards uh, available just over on the tables. Maybe this morning you want to take one, either to write to someone here that you know and you just want to say, oh, I just want to express my gratitude for all that you do or all that you are. Or maybe you want to take one uh, for next Sunday to give to someone who's been a mother figure or you just see they are an amazing uh, person, a woman who expresses just the heart of God in the way that they care for others. You can take one of these and, and give them uh, next week as well. There was a word brought this morning just that if you're here this morning and uh, maybe as a couple you've struggled to conceive that this morning actually as we've given thanks for three precious children that has been really hard for you, we would love to pray for you. I know that's sensitive and personal, um, so please come and speak to myself. I would love to just to gather with you and pray for you. Um, we recognize these can be moments of celebration, but also moments of mourning and, and, and hard uh, as well. But we want to give thanks in all circumstances, as Chris has encouraged us this morning. There are cards on the table. Um, please, if you've got words or encouragement for our parents and children that we celebrated this morning, then please write them in there. And uh, if you're a guest uh, with us for the first time this morning, we would love to put one of our welcome packs just in your hand that you can get to know more about who we are uh, as, a, as a people and as a church and how we can hopefully serve you going forward as well. Just finally, before we have teas and coffees and cookies and go collect our children, um, tonight we have Encounter, which is an opportunity to gather together and just encounter God together, to have extended times of worship, to wait on the Lord, to hear what he wants to speak to us about. Uh, it's not rushed. It's just at a slow, gentle pace just to enjoy God more together. So you're welcome to come to that. That will be at 7.30 in this room again, uh, and uh, that will be happening tonight. Other than that, we're going to finish there. Parents, you have five minutes to enjoy uh, and then head downstairs and go and collect your children and enjoy collecting your children as well. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Chris and the band, for serving us. The guys up in the PA area, we really appreciate all you do. Have a great rest of your Sunday.